You're listening to Vocalo Radio. I'm Ari Mejia, community and audio storytelling producer here at Vocalo. And in addition to producing Shy Sounds Like and other stories you hear, I also teach Vocalo's free eight-week-long audio storytelling workshop that we offer to you, our listeners here, because at Vocalo, we want to represent you on our airwaves, your music, your stories, your Chicago. And so we invite you to apply. You'll learn from start to finish how to interview, record, produce, and mix your very own radio story that we will then share on our airwaves with the Vocalo world. Now you'll hear a story from our last workshop. Elizabeth Rodriguez is a Puerto Rican 42-year-old Chicago native and says she loves art as much as she loves the Windy City. Her story is a blend of Chicago native and non-native Chicagoan perspectives on living in Wicker Park over the years to classic city nostalgia and navigating the city as a whole. Here's Elizabeth bringing you Windy Blessings. As a native Chicagoan growing up in Wicker Park in the 80s and 90s, I can say my parents weren't the only ones who raised me. There's a certain awareness you develop early on navigating in city streets. Pulaski Park, a few short blocks away, was like a local resort for many young and old. People were waiting in line around the pool just for open swim to start, hang out around the park all day. Even when the pool season ended, you would see the coolest kids on the front steps of the park just hanging out, listening to their Walkman, trading tapes. Most families raised a few generations in the neighborhood and everyone knew each other's family and looked out for one another. Over time, more and more people moved out of the neighborhood. Life took them in other directions, or they simply couldn't keep up with the cost of living in the area. Those of us who remained in the neighborhood encountered newcomers who didn't seem too thrilled to engage with us at all. It was so weird from what we were used to. Years passed by, and I felt like a stranger in my own neighborhood. I barely recognized anyone left from the original area. One year, a condo next door to us caught on fire while the couple was out of town. No one knew them, had their info, to even let them know what was going on. When they returned, they were devastated to find all their windows blown out and boarded up. It was hard to watch. I had the opportunity to ask a non-native their experience and a local Chicagoan just to learn a thing or two. First up, my Aunt Millie, or as my cousins and I call her, Titi Millie. In her mid-60s, she's still the cool one that has been there, done that, and got the Chicago t-shirt to prove it, okay? Growing up, she always taught us new things, tried to take us on as much field trips as possible and expose us to our Puerto Rican roots. No matter where she is, she makes us feel at home in her home, wherever she is. And she's the classic Chicago vibe because she's been there and shares countless stories with us. <laughs> like if we were models. No way. <laughs> yeah, we did it with the funniest thing. I'll never forget it. It was such a good time. And we went to the movie theaters down there, State Theater. That's where we saw Grease. It was just like go to the theater, have popcorn, and come right back home. Mm -hmm. But it was never like a worry. Unlike today that, you know, you get on a train and you're like, wait a minute, gotta be totally alert. It was like nonchalant, no problem. 
and downtown was it wasn't just it wasn't as alive as it is now way different the stores were starting to close down like the Woolworths and the Neisners all those stores back in the day that are no longer around I used to go by myself downtown as a kid just to go to Woolworths to have pizza wow I was very adventurous. <laughs> Once I had to get on the bus and train to get to school in high school, it didn't take me nothing but two minutes to go to downtown and be like, okay, right. let me go to with right quick. Give me a slice of pizza and then I'll come home. What grade were you in? Well, I started going there when I was in grammar school and then all the way through high school, I worked downtown. I was elated when I found out I got a job at Continental Bank downtown. Are you kidding me? I was like, oh. Nice. That's what all the shoe stores were, the Bomb Diggity, Bakers, uh, the Wild Pair, uh, Chazzy Stevens was there. It was just incredible, all them stores. I went to all of them, <laughs> spent my paycheck on shoes. You know, you, you come up during some of the greatest club era in, in Chicago. Like, what are those, what are you like, there'll never be a club like... There'll never be a club, a gay club like Carol's on North Avenue. Okay. And I have been to quite a few of the gay clubs in that time. And there's nothing like Carol's. There was nothing, nothing like Carol's at all. Outside of the warehouse, but that was like after Carol's, so, you know. <laughs> but yeah, Carol's was the one. It's right there on North Avenue, right? It was right there next to Bizarre Bizarre. Uh -huh. And uh, that place was pounding all the time. Good music? What was it? Good music or the vibe? Absolutely good music. Always good vibe. Always packed. Mm -hmm. It's those clubs that when you go to before you know it, you don't even need to stop at the door. Because you you go there so often because it's a place to be. Correct. So I would hit all the straight clubs early and then go to all the gay clubs after, you know, I'd left the straight clubs. <laughs> why, why this strategy? Because I wasn't ready to go home. Right, right. So where am I going to go? <laughs> I found the places to go. Right. Next up is my coworker, Rachel Cooper, who is as sweet as apple pie. Over four years, I learned about her love for architecture, the Kansas City Chiefs, and her love for the Lord. After the pandemic, returning to the office was stressful. Rachel would push for collective unity every chance she got and truly looked out for people. I struggled early on to find a community. Um, and ultimately, I was able to find that community uh, by joining a church. And um, the church hunt is not an easy hunt. It takes a minute. But I was so grateful um, when I found my church uh, because it immediately felt like family. And one of the beautiful things about going to that church um, funny enough was the commute to get there uh, because I 
was new to working in Chicago. And so um, I'd work, you know, busy weeks and all of that. And then at the end of the week, I would take Lakeshore Drive from 35th down to 79th. And I got to see just the beauty of the lake at, uh, you know, morning when the sun was coming up. Uh, it changed colors, beautiful. So one of the things I love about Chicago still is the lake, which is really an ocean, because there's no, there's, there's a horizon. If there's a horizon and you don't see the land on the other side, it's not a lake, it's an ocean. All in all, the Windy City is ever evolving. Yet the classic essence of Chicago is captured by the hearts and drive of its people, whether your home is originally here or not. This piece was produced by me, Elizabeth Rodriguez, for the Winter 2023 Vocalo Storytelling Workshop. Special thanks to our instructors Ari and Ariana and all the storytellers in the workshop. My local Chicago gem, Titi Millie, everyone at Pulaski Park, and a special thanks and shout out to Bethel for all his love and support always. You can find this story and more at Bocalo.org.